Welcome back to all our listeners. And today, we have a published author, survivor, advocate for victims of clergy and therapist abuse. And I'm talking about Miss Amy Norius. How are you, Amy? I'm good today. Thank you. Yes. Besides the basic things that I've mentioned earlier, can you say a little bit more about you? Yeah, I am a married mother of three. I have three beautiful children, all E's, and I have four dogs, so it's a little bit crazy here. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Busy household. <laughs> uh, yeah. My kids are older now, so it's not it's not too hectic. And yeah, I just I like to write, I like to read, I love comedy. And right now I'm really just trying to advocate for adult victims of therapist and clergy abuse. Thank you. And yes, you did mention most of your kids are big now, but seems like you added four more kids in your household with those dogs. I know, right? <laughs> what were we thinking? Oh my goodness. And dogs and, don't go away to college. So <laughs> <laughs> that is at least they don't answer you back, right? They might just That's bark, true. but they don't answer you back. Yes. That's and true. um my first question, what I normally like to ask my guests is do you remember the first time that you accept Christ as your Savior, and what made you make that decision? Yes, for me, it was later in life. It was in 2012, and I had started attending a Celebrate Recovery at a non-denominational church. And Celebrate Recovery is a 12-step group for hurts, habits, and hangups. So it's just kind of for whatever issues you want to work on. and. I came to celebrate recovery in kind of a dark place. My sister had passed away a couple years earlier, and I had had a lot of sexual abuse in my past, a lot of depression, and and just kind of a lot of anger and frustration at God, to be quite honest. I didn't think he was answering my prayers. I didn't you know, know if he could even hear me. So I started to really tackle that anger and tackle those issues and realize that you know, not only can God hear me, but he's very present and that I had kind of a wall of anger around myself to where I really wasn't hearing him. And so a friend asked me if I had ever prayed that prayer. And, you know, I, I considered myself a Christian. I'd always been in church, but I went ahead and did it, you know, thinking, well, you know, it can't hurt and it's surely it's a good thing. And I did that prayer. And really that is when I noticed my life taking a turn for the better. And that's kind of where it was a slow process, but it was kind of like my life went from black and white to color. And so that was, and I, and I think that was the moment that it began for me. Speaking of what you just said, so what did you notice became the difference with your life before you accepted him and after you accepted him in your life? Just a lot of the anger you know, started to, to fade away, you know, my awareness that God was very present in my life and able to interact with me was a game changer for me. So, um, you know, I immediately, you know, dropped that kind of anger that I'd had towards him and really just the depression started to lift. I just felt a little bit lighter. I felt a little bit more hopeful. I felt a little bit more as if before I had been trudging through mud uphill and that life was just kind of hard and it was a constant challenge. I felt not like life all of a sudden was easy and without issues, but it felt like it was doable because I had God with me. Thank you so much. And 
You've mentioned a little bit earlier that you have encountered abuse in your life. Can you share some with us that that you can share? Yeah, it, it started out in childhood and then it just kept repeating itself. There was a priest and a swim coach and a physician. And then later in my life, and, 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 and others, those are just a few, but then later in life, I started to work with this Christian therapist who I trusted because he was an elder at this new church I was attending, the church that hosted the celebrate recovery that I had mentioned. He ended up grooming and abusing me. That was even after I had accepted Christ. And I was kind of in a vulnerable place because I was in a place of excitement about God and and seeing God's hand at work and kind of thinking everything was a God thing. And so I was naive to think that this therapist, you know, was a blessing from God. I just assumed it was. I assumed, oh, this is another part of my journey. This is another gift. This is another, you know, step that God wants me to take. And clearly this perpetrator used that vulnerability against me. That's terrible. Did any of them actually get charged and went to jail because of what they did? No, in fact, I never confronted or, or turned in any of my abusers until this one, you know, here that was just a decade ago. And it therapist abuse is not criminally illegal in my state. It is in half of our states. So I was advised not to pursue criminal charges because they said it would be brutal for myself and my family and that he would likely walk. So I went to the medical board and he did lose his license. They allowed him to surrender his license permanently. And, and then I did file a malpractice lawsuit, but no, no, he got to essentially walk free as far as the criminal justice system goes. I'm sorry about that. That's just terrible. But at least that guy lost his, you know, medical, you know, and I, I just pray that he would stop doing it and he won't do that anymore to anybody else because it's just terrible. What do you think is the inner workings of the abuse process? in adult victims? Well, I I have since learned that only about a third of adult therapist abuse victims have childhood abuse in their past. So that is not necessarily the only factor, but it definitely does make you more vulnerable. They, predators are skilled manipulators and they will uncover what your weaknesses are, what your voids are, what maybe you're missing in your life, and then they will magically attempt to fill those needs and voids. And I liken it to kind of giving someone the taste of a drug. They determine what that drug is that that person needs, and then they give it to them. And and it's so subtle and slow that you don't even really recognize that it's happening, but you just start to feel better. And you think this is helping me, this therapy is helping me. But really, it's this under, you know, current, of what they're, you know, they're doing that you don't recognize. And by the time you do recognize it, you are, you're trapped because you feel attached. You feel guilty to leave. You feel indebted. Predators love to prey on empathetic people. We, you know, we'll feel too sorry for them to turn them in or that we'll accept the blame because we've been abused in our past. So there's a lot of factors going together at once, but those are just some of them. My next question is, how past childhood abuse, how can it make an adult vulnerable to predators? 
I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation that me and Amy had together and make sure to follow us so you don't miss the last part of our interview together. And now let's reflect to everything we've heard and listen to this beautiful music from our Spotify sponsor. Thank you and always remember to come to Jesus daily. Until next time. For so long I carried the weight of my past Crippled by burdens like stones on my back I thought I had fallen too far from your grace But you came and showed me the way When I was a lost soul searching You were the ground beneath my feet When I was a blind man then You were the eye so I could see When the smoke was rising up Shackles off my feet I found redemption on my knees 